Greetings from the podcaster who is from the hometown of greats such as the newly retired Paul Felder, Chris and Kyle Dawkins, and Sean Brady. It is MMA by Milliken, and welcome to episode 10 of season 2. If you're new to the show, I uh, discuss MMA, of course, but I, when I do my picks, it's primarily for UFC, and I do focus on betting. So that's one thing that I hope people understand when they're listening to um, my show. It's not me liking, you know, enjoying the sound of my own voice or anything like that, or just randomly focus on betting. And it's not, you know, like I say, suspect picks, <laughs> suspect picks, but you know, it's, it's really to just give you kind of my thoughts on a lot of fights because I'm someone who uh, I look closely at underdogs. I'm a big addict of prelims. So, you know, to give people just a, a better idea, because a lot of betters, a lot of fans in general, they just focus on the main card and usually just the main event of the evening and usually just UFC. There's other fights that you can make money off of. So that's what this podcast is truly focused on. Now, but again, I love MMA across the board, so uh, I'll give recaps for the other promotions. Speaking of betting and gambling uh if you believe or if someone you think it has a gambling problem there is help for you the national helpline is 1-800-522-4700 if depression has overwhelmed you and you may be considering taking your own life please seek help Remember, you are not alone. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. There is a direct link to chat with someone on the official website, suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Hope everyone is enjoying midweek positivity and midweek vote motivation. Uh, you know, I'm not, again, you know, uh, I'll try and do it as much as possible. Uh, but they're not, you know, it's not, they, the episodes, technically they're numbered, but you can listen to whatever episode you want whenever you feel like it. So if you haven't listened to it before, it doesn't matter which episode you check out. There is the latest episode that's out now uh, that I just put out this week. So yeah, so two episodes uh, a week, <laughs> uh, but that is so, it, it's just my honor to do. So that one actually is a lot more easier to do than the, the regular show. So those, uh, it's just a question of uh, time, things like that. Today, listener questions have returned yet again, and the stars have come out to bless this tiny channel of mine. And as per the course, gonna start off with a uh, voice question, and then we're gonna get into today's show. MMA by Milligan is your boy, MMA Catfish. Hey, I'm going to send this in, not knowing if you're going to do a cast for this weekend. But my prediction, Ficky Smalls, baby assassin Moreno, is that Moreno's going to get his fucking ass beat. And that is because they spent 
25 minutes together having an amazing fight. But out of the two of them, I believe that Figgy Smalls is a much better fighter who's going to take all of that time they spent together. He's studied it. He's learned from it. He's not going to go back in with the same game plan. He's going to go back in with an adjusted game plan. And I would be willing to put money on he finishes Moreno. I'm not going to pick a round because whatever. But I think he wins, and I think it's by finish. FMP. Well, there you have it, folks. Our, uh, got my first uh, prediction of the day coming from Catfish. And it's MMA Catfish. Catfishing with uh, Tat Daddy. And uh, his username is Tat Grand Daddy. OF, uh, short for OnlyFans. Link in bio. And uh, and it's OnlyFans.com forward slash MMA Catfish. Check him out. And uh, yeah. So look, I mean, uh, I mean, look, uh, you know, it. yes, I, I'm a Brandon Marino fan. I'm pushing for him. I think he can win. I think first and foremost, he has to put his foot down as far as the game, uh, ground game goes. Both are black belts in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I mean, uh, Figueiredo is a uh, world champion black belt so you know slight difference between the two of them however you know if Moreno puts his foot down as far as the ground game goes he'll be just fine now the striking department he needs to tighten his striking up but you know with a lot of people I think if there's going to be a finish with Figgy I think it would be standing uh yeah this one hard to call hard to call but I, I believe that it may in fact go to another decision because Marino isn't just going, I think the striking, both fighters need to improve in the, uh, striking. You know, beating up Joey two-time isn't, you know, I mean, Figgy's been doing well. And another thing people have to keep in mind, too, as it was said, you know, uh, Marino, last uh, last man standing for uh, when he was on tough. However, you know, he would have to understand, you know, 21 and 1. Impressive. Very, very impressive. However, and I know Marino is 18, 5, and 2, but you have to look at the experience factor where it's may not have the same amount of success, but in terms of amount of fights, you know, actually Marino technically more fights, you know, so it. I think that's why he had problems with him in the first place. Now, one, I am worried about this weight cut. It does seem, you know, what figured this weight cut, I don't know. It, it, it seems worse for him than it did other champions. But I know you want to check always pretty much goes to a uh, tough weight cut. And she always shines for the most part. Not recently, but she always, well, even recently, she just she's getting beat by uh, excellent fighters. So, you know, it's... It, can't always blame him on a weight cut, but we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I, I would say that I am. I was always surprised that Figgy had problems with Marino in the first fight. So, yeah, I agree that Figgy should get it. But I am. Look, if you're betting, don't you know? If you want to put some change on Marino, who uh, he was last I checked, he was a minus 
200. It was minus, it was plus minus equal for both. Uh, and that, but that was a while ago. That was like beginning of the week when I had checked. So, you know, take that with, uh, you know, if you want to put slash some change on Marino, I understand. Thank you very much for uh, your prediction, Catfish. Always a pleasure. Now I'm going to continue with the listener questions and I'm going to throw in, uh, like I have this next question. Uh, I'm going to throw in some uh, recaps. Now, uh, Melkin, what is your opinion on a 165 division? Should the UFC add this? What about 195? And that question is coming from Juice at Aaron Juice, but we know, but his professional moniker is, of course, being the uh, co-host of Friendly Sparring Pod with Leo Hernandez. You guys got to check that out. And, of course, that's at uh, Friendly Spar Pod. Uh, great show. Great podcast. You guys got to check them out. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot. I mean, to me, I can't take take any of these MMA promotions that seriously. After all these years, I can't take them seriously when they don't have every division. 155 to 170 is entirely too much of a jump. Now, I'm not given. You spoke on your podcast about uh, Carlos Diego Fieda and Gregor Gillespie. It, yeah, you know, it's it's like, dude, he knew he was. I don't I don't give him excuses for missing weight the way that he did. I just thought it was lazy and unprofessional. And we're pretty much on the same wavelength, wavelength as far as weight cutting goes. However, however, it would have been so much better if there's a 165 division. Also, too, of course, Habib, I always felt that Habib was a 160 or 160 pounder. I, I think that they should have as many divisions as possible. Big John McCarthy said last night on Bellator that there is, in fact, because, you know, uh, Paul Daly, uh, they agreed on a catch weight at 175, and he was talking about high favorite Paul Daly. Paul, of course, it didn't help him much. <laughs> he just got grappled to death. Uh, well, it wasn't even grappled to death. You know, they just counted it for Jackson. You know, Paul was trying to uh, fish for that submission the entire time. It's not like, you know, he's he's a jiu-jitsu practitioner nowadays, but yeah, he couldn't get it done. Uh, yeah, but he said he said that 175 is actually a division that is within the unified MMA uh, rules, and it was. But the promotions just don't use it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like promotions should have every weight class. Period. And, but yeah, don't it, that gap is ridiculous. 195. Um, eh, you know, but I mean, whatever the division is, because first of all, um five more pounds up is cruiserweight who fought at cruiserweight one of your favorite fighters Stylebender. that that was his bread and butter weight was cruiserweight you know that's why i knew when he went up against Jan that he would just come in you know he would just stroll right in with peace in his hand and be at cruiserweight when he said, yeah, you know, I'm not going to, may not even go all the way up to 205. I already knew. Yep. Cruiserweight. That's his, that's his bread and butter. Uh, 
You know, so yeah, they should have every division for sure. Thanks very much for uh, the question, Juice. Now, threw in uh, one Bellator reference, Paul Daly. Uh, you know, it's tough. I think he's a legend. You know, I think he's a legend, but it's hard to get away from his, you know, when you talk about UFC and then Paul Daly, it's hard to not, uh, you know, reference what happened to him when he was in the UFC. So, uh, but yeah, I think he's a, a legend. Great win for Jackson. Now, uh, individual who is big on Bellator, and that is the Fight Geek at Fight Geek MMA. And of course, he is co-host with Phil the MMA Dude over at the Split Decision Podcast. And I already know y'all y'all all are listening to those guys over there. Great show, great episode this week. And uh, his question is, do you still consider Aaron uh, Pico a top prospect? And are you interested in his fight tomorrow? Now, you know, here I am late again. <laughs> Should have been answering this question before Bellator came on. But... Yes, I was very interested in this card, Fight Geek. Very interested in this card. I thought this was an important card because this is post-Bellator rankings. And we already see them kind of screw the pooch with the Valerie Lareda situation uh, with her and Hannah Guy. Hannah Guy is still ranked under her. Oh, my God. I looked, What the hell? I looked at the rankings before the fight came on and she's still ranked under Hannah guy is still ranked under Loretta. If you guys out there don't know Valerie Loretta flyweight star that they pushed uh, that they promoted, not pushed, but promoted heavily lost yet. They don't, I just switched them around. All they have to do is just put Hannah above Loretta. What the, how hard is that? So this Bellator card, yes, I'm, I was very interested in it, very interested in it, uh, because a lot of ranked fighters, and, and the ranked fighters were fighting unranked fighters. Well, no, except for one fight, except for one match. Well, the Paul Daly fight, the Paul Daly fight. So, yes, I, I was very, very interested in this, for sure. And... um I wouldn't call him a pro. You know, my my golden rule is if you're still, if you become ranked, even though the rankings are BS, you know, I hate to be harsh, but it's a a mess. Still, you know, he's, he's ranked, so no longer a prospect. You know, he is a, I mean, he's a stud. He's an absolute stud now, you know, 24 years old now, eight and three, five first. Now what? No, you have five first round finishes. And then of course this uh, six takedowns in the first round against, uh, Aiden Lee. Yikes. I mean, Aiden Lee, he, he was transitioning out. He was, he was getting up. I mean, it's one of the best first rounds. Well, I want to say best, but it's definitely on a list of, Excellent first round. You know, everyone wants to do this. Which round was the best ever? I'm like, dude, seriously? I've been watching this since 93. You want me to sit up there and go, what round was? Oh, come on, kid. <laughs> Not you, Feige, but you know, you see him on a timeline. I'm like, which first round was? Oh, my God, man. I'm too old to be figuring it out. <laughs> Trying to uh, remember that. But I'm definitely going to remember this. This was an excellent, excellent first round between both men. 
uh, Pico maintains his number six spot. Uh, he was a minus eight, 835, which is crazy. Well, it wasn't crazy. Look, look what he can do. Yeah, no, he's a legit. I mean, he's not, I wouldn't say legit. He, he's not a contender anymore. I mean, not a prospect anymore. Good grief. I'm sorry, Feige. He is not a prospect anymore. He's a stud. He is on his way in that division to uh, definitely being a threat to the title. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to keep my eyes on him, especially someone who he's a, uh, a, I mean, his wrestling accolades, because people have to understand when you get into MMA, it's not just having wrestling. What you're seeing are elite wrestlers, individuals who are elite in the world of wrestling and transitioning in. Now, I definitely was looking at him for this fight in particular, because it's like, is he going to stand and trade and try to get that knockout as he's been doing and be kind of a Justin Gaethje and fall in love with his hands, or is he going to remember that he's a wrestler and he remembered that he's a wrestler? And that is what I'm talking about. Scoop lift. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Exciting fighter who, uh, yeah, people need, he's in the sixth spot. So we're talking about not too far from challenging for a title. Thanks for the question. Fight geek. Uh, the stars have come out today to bless my little tiny channel. And last but certainly not least, we have Meep MMA returning with yet another question. Good to see you. And don't forget, that is, I hope I'm pronouncing that correct, uh, but it's M-E-E-P-M-M-A at M-E-E-P-M-M-A. Uh, showing love from Dublin City, Ireland. And, of course, that is Meep MMA, M-E-E. P M M A dot WordPress dot com. And their question is with Carissa Shields making her MMA debut at PFL, is this a bridge building moment for both MMA and boxing? I mean, will this open the door for anyone to go from one sport to another? Actual fighters, not, you know, Jay Paul and company. Th this is huge, especially with the Serrano sisters, because I'm keeping my eye on them. Uh, I believe it was Amanda Serrano. First of all, her her connection with Pearl Gonzalez. Well, both sisters' um, connection with Pearl Gonzalez is something I've been paying attention to because Pearl can introduce them to, you know, Pearl Invicta, formerly of UFC. I'm paying attention to them as well because, you know, they. they uh, Amanda is the one who debuted at Icon. So this is, I'm, I'm really paying attention to what's happening here. And because again, with Icon being, it's not a big deal, but it's on UFC Fight Pass. You know what I'm saying? So, and she, you know, hey, check me out on her saying UFC Fight Pass, just any reference to UFC that's going to have people in that world paying attention to it. Now, the problem with women's bo women's boxing, of course, is it doesn't have as large an audience as the men. But I think this is huge because it's like, well, wait, male MMA fighters are trying to go over to boxing to make boxing money. But here the women are saying it's not enough. Go over to MMA to make more money or more consistent money, as it were. And with Carisha Shields, I think that she realizes now that, you know, over at Jackson Wink, they're going to show you everything. 
they're going to get you on your jujitsu game. So that's why, you know, people like when she sprawled out, because people missed that part. They were so obsessed with her getting taken down that they didn't miss. They missed the part where she sprawled out and really did her thing in that last round. Uh, she really did a lot of she is she's young. She just got started 26 years old. So she, you know, Jackson Wink is they, they have to coach like a lot of fighters. They have to coach her through every transition. I mean, she's going up against a brown belt on Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And I think that was a huge win uh, because it shows that if you're with the right because it's going to spread the light on Jackson Wink with just Jim's period trainers and shine a light there now i don't know about pfl because pfl is dead last in the rankings but i think with this is huge because it it brings especially with her winning you know most people oh she's not ready for kayla harris i don't know why in the hell anyone thought she was anyone's no one's no you know kayla harrison's going to grapple she's strong as hell it's going to take down pretty much anyone, and there's really not many 155ers out there. Okay. Uh, there, you know, it, it's, it's not a lot out there. And if they are, many of them are already, because you notice if you listen, most of them are already in the grappling world. You hear all the time, oh, yes, you had face uh, Harrison years ago. What, you know, like a lot of 150, 155ers, especially with the women, grappling and uh boxing so and that's another thing too with the weight class i think that's another thing you know so yeah i don't i don't people shouldn't expect like this big kumbaya <laughs> but i think that's important because then the nate quarries of the world who are trying to do this altering of the ali act which i don't agree with because it's like you need to talk to her Talk to actual boxers to see how it worked first, because Ali himself wanted to change it. So, you know, what I mean, like this, this is going to be a big deal, truly a big deal. Thank you for your question. And that is it for listener questions. And what I'm going to do is continue uh, with the UFC breakdown and then finish out. I've already going through one prediction and some recaps. So I'm going to continue going forward, uh, finish the UFC breakdown and then finish the recaps. And then that's going to be it. Now the timeline should be the MMA Twitter timeline in particular should be lit up because apparently, apparently a lot of, uh, resident MMA Twitter, uh, folk are attending this one in Glendale, Arizona. So, uh, congrats to them. First of all, congrats. And yeah, I can't wait to check some of those folks out on the timeline. So, uh, starting out the card will be a heavyweight battle. Oh joy. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully the fellas are come through the heavyweights last week. Um, did okay. That will, you know, we got some finishes. You know, heavyweight, we need some finishes. Can't be having fights go to decision, for God's sakes, people. Oh, I don't know what it is about heavyweight, especially over at the UFC. Heavyweight period, but especially over at the UFC. Lord have mercy. Oh, it, it can be painful at times. No offense, fellas, but Jesus. Anyway, um, 
Carlos Felipe is a minus 170 favorite in that matchup against Jake Collier. And uh, I'm sticking with uh, Carlos Felipe as well. Sticking with the favorite in that matchup there. Now, as far as I know, the next fight on the card is going to be uh, Luigi Vendramini going up against uh, Farah Sam at lightweight. And uh, definitely going with uh, Faraz Sam in that matchup there. We have uh, next up uh, Chase Hooper going up against Steven Peterson. Chase Hooper, man. Showing the world why, you know, listen, listen. Yes, if you don't, if you haven't noticed, I'm a big fan of jujitsu. When it's paired with an offensive technique, really for strikers. Because what happens with strikers? They get taken down. That's what Chase likes to do. He's not trying to stand and bang at all. He's trying to do a single leg for dear life. So the problem with jujitsu is that right there. It's defensive, not offensive. That's why people are big on wrestling. Now, of course, the problem with wrestling is you shoot in with your head out and you can get caught in guillotine by a jiu-jitsu practitioner or he's playing get knocked out like Curtis Blades has a tendency to do. Okay, I know, I know. You're like, yeah, but yeah. he got knocked out three times, folks. <laughs> okay, well, the fight was stopped and then the other two times it was flat out. He got smoked. And then this, this recently, he got smoked like a pack of coals. So it's no technique that's sound. It's like I just said, strikers get taken down. And look, look what happened to... Uh, Douglas Lima, you know, it was just, and the thing is, just like with Clarissa Shields, no one who has a brain, she she needs to do just jujitsu because she's going to get taken down the entire time. A lot of people say her wrestling, no, you don't just show up one day, wake up one morning. Yeah, I'm going to do some, I'm going to learn some wrestling. No, that's not how it works. No, uh, she could. She could, but I think in her case, she's people are going to shoot in on her so fast. She's not going to even be able to shoot in on them. The best bet is jiu-jitsu. Get her submission game going and do nothing but that. If I knew her, I'd be like, listen, uh, box, when you don't have a boxing match, jiu-jitsu. All day, every day. Because no one's going to stand and bang with her. You know, Chase Hooper. He's not going to stand and bang with much anyone. And that, that's not always going to work. You know, and this is what I'm saying. Like, you got to get it's mixed martial arts. If you ask me, what should you know going in? Everything. Everything. And like I said, wrestling isn't something that you just walk into. You just don't show up one day. And I can't imagine a Chase Hooper. You see how that dude's built? <laughs> Who's he taking down exactly? It's a single A for their life for the most part. I mean, if he could hit a blast double, that'd be funny. But <laughs> that'd give me some chuckles. But yeah, he's a minus 108, minus 14 for Stephen Peterson. It's Vegas again. That what, We don't know what to do. I hate them sometimes because that's really what it is sometimes. They just don't know what's going on. They don't know what to do. But I, I hate to say it, but uh, I think he's going to, you know, 
Because he leaves himself over and Chase Hooper. His stand-up is so horrible. And his defensive, even his defenses, even when he's going shooting for a single way for dear life, you always you got both arms down, you leave yourself completely open. It, you know, I don't like his chances, and especially in the featherweight division. Man, listen. Cause a lot of people, you know, they're looking at lightweight, uh, mostly lightweight, as being stacked. I mean, you know, featherweight is not necessarily stacked, but it's just like, man, you move up that chain. You got to know something more than just how to grapple. I'm sorry. I know y'all think that's a good thing to do, you know, add a little bit of wrestling with jujitsu. No, no, he's getting, he's probably going to get smoked again, but I think he's just going to play and get pieced up in that fight. I don't trust him in too many fights, to be honest. And uh, now Matt Fivarola, Fivarola versus Terrence McKinney. Now, I don't see that fight, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, so I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on with uh, with that one. And because, uh, you know, I like to do the number, especially for this one. Uh, but um, Panani Kianzat versus Alexis Davis, who is returning to the Bantamweight division for her second for the second time. You know, we're talking about someone who, you know, just uh, experienced, experienced, experienced. You know, uh, she didn't do all that well in uh, flyweight. But, uh, you know, did you know she is the first Canadian woman to fight in the UFC, people? Fight of the night, again, fight of the night in Invicta FC against Shayla Shayna Baszler. From WWE, yes, Shayna Baszler, one of the few women to uh, fight both, uh, I mean, look, Alexis Davis, Chris Cyborg, and Amanda Nunes, and live to tell about it. <laughs> you know, Alexis Davis, former Raging Wolf MMA uh, Bantamweight champion, and of course, still has, still. After all these years, has a victory over Amanda Nunes. And that was over at Strike Force. But still, she still has a victory over her. And Liz Carmooch and Jessica I and Cindy Dandules, who is uh, apparently facing Kayla Harrison next, uh, coming off of a loss. <laughs> you see what I'm saying about P PFL, man? Oh. <laughs> man, not 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 a big fan. Not a big fan at all, man. Not not a big fan. And of course, coming off that victory over uh one of my faves, newer faves, uh Sabina Mazo, uh who I hope stays in the bandweight division. And uh, and Davis is a perfect example of jujitsu and wrestling. See what I'm saying? Have both people. Both. Uh now she's going up against a striker who is also a uh, purple belt and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So we'll see what happens there. Um, someone who trains in and uh, competed in a shoot fighting competition. She's the 2010-2011 National Women's Featherweight uh, Shoot Fighting Champion. She's also the uh, CWFC, former CW CWFC Women's Bantamweight Champion. And, of course, competed in Invicta. And she's currently on a three-fight win streak. P 
Hanani is. Coming off of that uh, spectacular, if you remember, if, if you having trouble, <laughs> I hate to go there. I hate. To, sorry, catfish. Sorry, bro. I gotta go there. I got to go there. If you're having problems remembering who this uh, rather attractive young lady is, she's the one who's in a fight with Beth Coya. And then Beth starts wandering off, thinking at the uh, the 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 ten ten second mark. You know he had to tap him. She all of a sudden thought the fight was over, or the well, the round was over rather. And she just starts wandering off. <laughs> uh, that's not funny. You know it's really not funny. I always thought something wasn't all the way right with Beth, and I don't know what's going on because she was supposed to be having a retirement match but of course COVID and and god everything keeps changing around i uh, don't even i forget who her opponent i can't remember who her opponent was supposed to be for her retirement match uh so you know i just wish her the best wish her the best but uh yeah panani is the minus 205 look for uh look towards alexis davis in this one that's my first underdog pick of the night i expect panani to because Alexis Davis is she is very strong. Uh, she is a sound wrestler and jujitsu practitioners. They people keep saying, "Well, why can't they, you know, take down the fifth? They're jujitsu practitioners. They they welcome the challenge of being put on their back so that they can hunt for that submission." Okay, I don't. It's not stop and try to get back up again. No, get a submission. I hate that. Oh, she better get back up to her feet and piece up Alexis Davis, who's been in there with, I mean, God, how, just, how many strikers that I just list off? You know, I mean, Liz is a, is a more of a grappling than a striker, but still. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. <laughs> this is a woman who, who mauled Amanda Nunes. Like, no. No. Uh, yeah, but just, I think Alexis Davis could get this done. For sure. All right, so UFC 263. So this uh, opening up, apparently opening up the prelims. Now, I just went through. Uh, they sh So something happened because they shifted. With, that's, that's, this is the lineup that I have. Okay, I don't know what else changed. Because Panania and versus Davis originally that I saw was only going to be on the regular prelims. So that's the end. That's going to be the main for the early prelims. If everything stays together starting off the regular prelims is just pure evil this is evil okay sean shelby and mick maynard are evil they got hakeem duwandu going up against movzar eve evlov listen this is wrong i can't i'm like as soon as i said i was like please please make this not real please make it not real like this is just wrong man wrong i'm like you can't do hakeem like this man this is some bull oh man oh evil evlov is he's been my go-to he's been my solid go-to for a while now i see him on a card automatically placing the bet or put him in my line automatically when he don't even think to him uh surreal gone sean brady my go-to's soon as i see them depend you know it, for, for a long time it didn't depend on who they fought 
I pretty much up. They're going to win. Boom. This right here, boy. I'm like, man, why are you doing Hakeem? Like, this is who agreed with this? Oh, I don't see Hakeem winning this one. You know, uh, Evlov is sound everywhere. But, yeah, I mean, he just he can do. I don't, I don't know what he can't do, honestly. He's um, master sports and Greco-Roman wrestling. He, you know, when in terms of finishes, four submissions, three finishes via strikes. You know, most of his victories have been uh, coming by decision. Uh, four of his fights in the UFC, well, all four of his fights in the UFC have all been by decision. Uh, but, yeah. And if anyone, anyone, I mean, ha Hakeem could outpoint uh, or point him on the ground. Uh, ah. I'll point uh, Mavzar on the ground, on the feet. But again, I was just about, about to blurt out my answer to my own statement, which is the ground game. Ground game. He's getting taken down. He's getting taken down. And it's going to be another decision victory, and this is wrong. It's not right at all. This is some nonsense. Oh, I'm like, why, man, why? <sighs> and uh, I came number 15 in the uh, UFC featherweight division. Uh, Muay Thai kickboxing, seven finishes via strikes, five wins by decision. Of course, amateur Muay Thai record, 42 wins, 15 were by finish. And five, only five losses. And uh, yeah, it looks like his five fight win streak is about to be broken. I hope I'm wrong. He has one draw also. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I, I, I'm a fan of, I'm really a fan of both fighters, but fan of Hakeem. Hopefully he can prove me wrong. And then obviously I don't have to, I don't think I have to say that uh, Mozar uh, is a minus 240 favorite in this matchup with Hakeem being a plus 188. Now it looks like um, because uh, early in the week, Lauren Murphy, uh, JoJo Calderwood, they were like both a minus, only a slight difference in the two, but it looks like the needle has moved further with uh, people placing more bets on JoJo minus 148, Lauren Murphy. A plus 117. Last I checked, both ladies were purple belts in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And this is a very important matchup here when we're talking about the rankings. And before I continue further, Mozart and, of course, Hakeem, 14, 15th ranked. And I already said Hakeem's ranking, but Mozart, 14. So they'll just maintain the same rankings. Hopefully I'm wrong. Now, with the ladies, because uh, JoJo is ranked number six, Lauren number three. So this is a very important matchup here. Can Lauren do kind of what Chikagan has been doing, which is maintain her spot in the rankings by taking out anyone who is lower ranked, who is trying to challenge for that high ranked position? She's been maintaining it well. 
Uh, I don't think she'll ever get past Andrade, but still, she'll be the number two. Uh, and I love what, uh, what JoJo said. You know, he's talking about, you know, Caitlyn is in the number two spot. She's been maintaining him. And, but they said that they like the position that they were each in, in that they haven't faced Valentina yet. You know, uh, Chukagan did, got beat, got beat by Andrade. So, yeah, she's stuck. She's pretty much a high-level, highly-ranked gatekeeper at this point. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's occurred to us. So why not dial it in, right? You know, like, why not win every fight by decision? Why, why put forth the, you know... I mean, look, it's like your Gracie brown belt. You know, you can't even want to try to win by submissions. Word. <laughs> I, none of my business, but okay. But why? You know, she's, she's, she's stuck in the number, the number two spot, which, you know, really she's not the number two because everyone should have gotten bumped down. Well, we'll see what happens, what happens with this fight, but they, they should get bumped down. though. They fought Val. It doesn't matter. You know, Andrade fought Val, lost. Chukagan fought Val lost it, getting bumped down, uh, depending on who the winner is for this matchup here. I mean, might as well. It's not going to make a difference, you know. But, yeah, uh, this matchup here, I favor uh, – I actually favor Laura Murphy, honestly. I think that she's savvy enough that um, she'll uh, utilize some boxing, but – really do uh, more of a defensive job and not get pieced up as much. If JoJo comes in the way that she did when she was in an in Invicta, that, then yeah, you know, the foot movement, she could, you know, that, that would be, I think, key. That would be truly key right there. Also too, I think that, again, you know, with wrestling, I, you know, like I said, it depends on the fighter. Build frame is important, you know, uh, but I think that Lauren Murphy could utilize some wrestling in this. Again, as far as I know, they're both uh, purple belts. I could be wrong. Uh, well, no, no, no. I think Lauren Murphy's a purple belt. Uh, JoJo's still kind of in the early stages of her jujitsu. So, you know, I can see Lauren, but either way, either way, Lauren taking JoJo down. Don't think it's a good idea, even with her boxing. Don't think it's a good idea for Lauren Murphy to be standing and trying to trade with uh, JoJo. JoJo is a former, I mean, we're talking about international karate, uh, ISKA world flyweight champion, former kickboxing, uh, IKF kickboxing champion, boxing world box, um, former Muay Thai champion like this is somebody who you just don't want to stand up Jessica I found that out the hard way and I'm gonna tell you Jessica I like criticism for Jessica she's not too bad with the striking she'll she'll stand and she'll bang she hung with Ch Caitlin Chukagan who is a volume striker who's like I said been maintaining her spot utilizing volume striking you know so yeah this is not JoJo's not somebody who you need to be standing and trading with for real um but yeah uh I got actually got Lauren, but I think Lauren Murphy will grapple, not stand and bang, and she'll squeak out, you know, the underdog victory. We'll see. We'll see. Now, next up. Oh, you know who are all oh my God, you know who are always all oh, forgot. Man, every time, boy, I always forget 
to thank Darren Stewart. Oh, I should have been starting off the pie. Oh, I always forget. Darren Stewart, Darren Stewart, and of course, Michael Morgan of the WoCast and his team, uh, G and Kairos. I mean, uh, congrats to Chesenga on uh, getting married. But I always forget to thank them, thank all of them, really, because I think it was actually Kairos's Twitter spaces. I can't remember, but, you know, Michael Morgan has been doing a lot of Twitter spaces where he has uh, guest fighters. And I interviewed, I, I, interview, uh, I, I chimed in on a Twitter space. Actually, the funny thing is, it was just really to say hi to everybody. It wasn't to, you know, interview anyone. I wasn't even, I'm like, wait, is that Darren Stewart, the real Darren Stewart? And I'm listening to him talk. And I'm like, oh. And then, you know, uh, Michael's trying to organize who can ask questions and things. So just, I just had the one question and I was, you know, what? What are you looking for? What do you want to do going forward? And he said that it was, you know, he just weight cutting. The first order of business, first thing he talked about was the weight cutting. He believes, you know, he's really comfortable at being uh, 200. I was just like, you know, like, wow, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's his thing. He wants to be 200. So being in a light heavyweight division is perfect for him. You know, and speaking of purple belt, he is a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, the dentist. Yeah, going up against Eric Anders, who, whew, man, what division is Eric Anders going to be? I mean, he fluctuates with his divisions, don't he? Uh, also a cool member of the uh, of MMA Twitter. Cool dude. But yeah, Darren Stewart is, oh my God. And even, it was a guy who was actually kind of rude. It's like he chimed on there to invite him to his YouTube channel, was, which was pretty ignorant to me. Um, pretty ignorant. But uh, he, 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 he uh, ended up being a guest on his uh, channel. Whoever asked him to, you know, have a chat with him or ask him a question or whatever, um, you know, it's, it, it, he was, oh man, he's a great guy. Great guy. So, rematch. You know, as we saw before, it was, you know, between these two. Uh, with that, uh, rule to no contest between the two gents. Light heavyweight. Andrews uh, with the illegal knee. So, they're going to run it back. And uh, I got Darren Stewart in this matchup here. I just think that his speed, and I just don't know what's going on with Eric Anders. Uh, Stewart is, a, that's another underdog pick right there. Darren Stewart is the plus 120 underdog, slight underdog, not a big deal, uh, going up against Anders at a uh, minus 150. Definitely think his speed, and I mean, he can bang. I think he'll end again jujitsu. So when Anders shoots in, which I don't think he will, but when he shoots in, he'll, I think he'll just try to use his, you know, he'll try to leverage Darren again. And I don't think Darren's going to fall for it this time. But yeah, thank you. Uh, I just can't thank him enough. And yeah, that's, he said he want to be comfortable because I say, well, you know, well, in the UFC, he said he just wants to be happy. So fighting at, you know, 205 will be perfect for him with the weight cutting problem, you know, so alleviate the weight cutting issue. And, um, you know, he just, you know, I think that was his main thing, no matter where he is, UFC, Bellator, you know, wherever, just if he can just stay in that division. And I wish him well. I wish him well. 
Next up, Drew Dober. Now, a lot of people are counting Brad Rydell out. I'm not counting Brad Rydell out. Drew should win, but I'm not counting. Watch your money with this one. I'm not counting Brad Rydell out. So if you're going to, again, slide some change. Because you know, folks be putting chunks of, chunks of money on one or two fighters. Stop that. Stop it. Slide some change. Put Drew in your line. Slide some change on right out just in case. Now, Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill. Look, I could be dead wrong. That's going to be starting off the main card. I could be dead wrong, but I think Jamal Hill is going to piece this dude up. Uh, man, jujitsu be damned. Okay, no. Okay, and I know, you know, former, you know, Paul Craig, former BA MMA uh, world light heavyweight champion, number 14 in the rankings. Don't give a damn brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Don't care. This dude should get his ass, excuse my French, he should get his ass kicked. Going up against the number 15, Jamal Hill. He should get, man, Jamal Hill. Jamal Alexander Hill should destroy this dude. It should be sweet dreams on this fight right here. Uh, next up, we have Damian Maya versus Bilal Muhammad. I mean, oh, Paul Craig, a plus to the numbers changing. I've uh, been moving for uh, the Paul Craig fight. He's a plus 235. Jamal, a minus 305. One plus uh, Damian Maya, the underdog in this matchup, plus 195 going up against Bilal Muhammad, minus 245. I mean, if anyone should be able to stuff the single legs for dear life from Damian Maya, it is Bilal Muhammad. And I believe that Damian Maya will shoot in like he's never shot in before. Not shoot in for takedowns, but you know, that, that tired-ass single leg for that. I cannot stand it, man. I cannot stand that single leg for that. I can't stand a single leg. I'm trying to tell you. I cannot stand it from a jiu-jitsu practice. You know, from wrestler, wrestlers, those, you know, Andrade, man, she scoops and lifts from a single leg. Okay. Jiu-jitsu practitioners, especially Damian Maya with his old ass, you know, 43 years old, single leg for dear life. Do you not know we're born on the same day? We got the same birthday. Oh, he irks me with that damn tired ass. And he learned wrestling. He learned wrestling, and yet he still has to depend on that damn tired-ass single leg. I cannot stand it, man. Can't stand And again, punch in his face because your hands are down. It's Miss Martial Arts. Your hands are down. I don't give a damn what you're trying to do. Your hands are down. Wonder why he's getting punched and why he's losing fights. Because, man, he loses enough points, man. And then he lays there. Come into my guard. No. God damn. Damn it, man. Bilal Muhammad needs to win this. Straight up. He needs to win this. This, this is ridiculous. Okay, maintain his 12th rankings in the division. Stop messing around. Okay, he's a purple belt himself. He knows what Maya's going to do. Yes, I know Maya is a... I know his whole, all his resume for his jiu-jitsu. I don't give a damn. He's 43 years old. This is ridiculous. Anyway... <laughs> I'm sorry, I know you're like, man, he's age, like I'm age shaming people. He's in my age range. If you're in my age range, you get your ass got no business being in no MMA, doing nothing other than commentating, being a coach, or 
being Rich, Rich Franklin, you know, being a CEO or president or something like that. Not actually fighting. Okay, sorry. But Father Time is undefeated. It's time for that dude to wrap it up. Next up, Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards. Now, I had talked about this fight previously. Look, okay, now, you know, Leon is a, is a ridiculous minus five, like 60. Nate is a plus 335. Nate Diaz fans, stop being offended. Stop being offended. Look, Nate is tough as it comes. And listen, don't just, can he not beat up Leon? Of course he can. Plus, it can't go to the ground, especially in the earlier rounds. So no level changing here should take place. However, the, my, my thought process, what I didn't really explain last time, was Leon should simply not fall for anything. You know, you, he should know what Nate's deal is, what his offense is. Nate is a counterpuncher. He's a counter period. He can, you know, if you take him down, he'll counter with his jujitsu. If you, in exchanges, he'll counter punch. That's what he did with Connor. You know, so it's, that's what he does, period. He'll take hits and then counter. Take hits, counter. Leon should definitely piece this dude up. And he has to put together setups for knocking people out. He needs, uh, a lot of fighters need a setup. Set up with the jab. Boom. Knockout. It doesn't matter who he's in there with. A lot of people say, well, this is Nate, Nate, Nate Diaz. His chin is made out of concrete. Learn from Carl Esparza. People are like, oh, maybe Yao Jianan wasn't ready. Wrong. It doesn't matter who's in there. Either you want a title shot or you don't. When a champion is finishing fights, you need to finish fights. Rose finished her fight. Snatched that belt right from... Sean Wei Lee, Kamal Dean Usman maintained, is maintaining the throne by finishing fights. And I remind people, he finished Kobe in their first fight. He was winning. I don't give a damn who was winning. He got finished. Same with Jorge. He ran it back with Jorge, made sure he got that finish. And if Leon doesn't get his act together, he's going to get finished as well. Doesn't matter who's in there. This needs to be completely nothing but offense from Leon Edwards. He need it needs to look it it man, listen. Even if Chris Lee is out there judging, it should be crystal clear who won this match. If it does, he this needs to be. Because if he can't put in the beat down the way that Jorge put in, a lot of people say, Well, if one more round <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> Nate got his ass kicked by Jorge. If he can't, if, if Edwards can't put in at least a beatdown, if not finish Nate, if he can't put in a beatdown, he's got no business still being in the UFC. I hate to be harsh, but first I put against Bilal and he can't finish Nate. It's like, bruv, because he hasn't faced Kobe. He hasn't faced Burns. Right now, the champion has a better resume. He still hasn't faced Jorge. So he, the champion right now has a better resume. His win streak, you know, Edwards' win streak means nothing when a champion has a better resume. And I wish these fighters would get that through their thick heads. Same with our main event of the evening, Marvin Vittori. I think he should have ran it with Bobby Knuckles. And sometimes, you know, they're going to, look, ESPN is going to push for title fights to headline their pay-per-views. I think that's what's going on. So that's why they keep rushing, you know, Izzy back. You know, hey, easy. You, you, you're not doing anything, are you? Here you go. 
here's a million dollars. Boom, here you go. You know, that's what people have to understand about always kind of concentrating on money all the time. Because then you have a bunch of rematches, then you're going to be fights you really don't want to see. That's what's happening with Showtime, with the YouTubers. It's a way for them to make money. You know, it's if, you know, exhibition fights are the way to go, then that's what they're going to do. It's just that simple. The last style bender coming off of his first MMA loss to Jan Bohovich. And people think, want to believe that Jan Bohovich has opened up the door. He has discovered the key to victory, how to beat style bender. Jan Bohovich walks around at 230. He's six foot two. He is former jujitsu world champ. Why am I big on Muay Thai and jujitsu? Gee, because it's been working. It's been working. He is a former Muay Thai gold medal champion, people. He is a Former, hey, don't don't say it don't exist. You go tell him. <laughs> they don't do that. You just fighting Muay Thai. Listen, don't. I don't want to hear that nonsense. Go talk to him about that. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Go talk to him. You want to check and Valentina Shuchenko, okay? And don't bother me with that. I'm talking about what exists and what don't. Okay, sitting from your couch. I hate to be harsh. <laughs> I hate to be harsh. First of all, he walked in. He's a former he's a former heavyweight champion, uh, Jan, before he got to the UFC. Okay, Muay Thai champion and jiu-jitsu black belt, jiu-jitsu, former jiu-jitsu champion. Okay, Marvin is none of those things. <laughs> I hate I hate to be harsh. Marvin ain't none of that. Ain't none of that. Okay. Now he has a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and Izzy is a purple belt. So we'll see how that ground thing happens because he, he has to shoot in. Uh, the former VFC welterweight champion has to shoot in. Uh, Vittori, and we'll see what happens there if he doesn't get knocked out first. So uh, yeah, and look, a lot of people are hyping. I know it's like, well, but 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 the wrestling and Vittori. And a lot of people have been trashing Vittori, and in most cases for good reason. I mean, listen, you know, he, I mean, he, he's a strong, physically strong wrestler who I believe, you know, he's only 27, he's 27 years old. I believe that there's enough gas in that tank that he could chain Russell and, and really handle Izzy. The problem, of course, is when he leaves a limb out, Izzy, and people don't see it, Izzy does try to utilize submissions. He tries. You know, sometimes he, he tries to be a little too exotic with them. You know, what was that, a Mario role that he tried one time? Something crazy he tried one time. He'll, he tries. When he hits the ground, he doesn't panic. He tries. So that is the, the, the difference, you know, with going up against a jiu-jitsu champion Black belt in Brazilian that's a whole that who's, you know, it is a 30-pound difference. That's a whole different ball game, people. A lot of people say, well, you know, Izzy should have came in at 205. What difference would that have made? Just like with John Jones. I'm going to power up to 250. 
So what, man? And then Gano's cutting down to 265 and he's all muscle. That's a joke. He's going to pick you up and, and slam you on your head. This is, this is a stupid plan. Not Izzy. He did it to save an event. He did it because he was asked to do it. He didn't want to do it. And they gave him some money. You know, and they gave him a good chunk of change. Why not? Why not? But, uh, yeah, I think Stylebender will get it done again. You know, because it, it's that, you know, none of these, no one in the, I hate to be harsh, no one in the middleweight division is Jan Behovich. Sorry. But not, you know, uh, most, some of those light heavyweights will run through that division. No offense. There's a, there's a size difference, different weight classes for a reason. But yeah, those are my picks, you know, and if you're, if, if you're interested, you know, Izzy is a minus two, six, 278, Victoria, a plus 225. So, yeah, that is it for the UFC breakdown. Going to get into some recaps and wrap this thing up. And yes, my off my one of my faves, one championship we had. Oh man, Friday. What a Friday we had. Oh my goodness. So you had one championship. Well, I'm on the East Coast, so it was a uh, one championship in the daytime. Bellator and Invicta at night. And I know I missed one more. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, folks. You know, I try, I try. I keep trying to do this as long as I can. But oh, 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 man, I felt it last night. Oh, oh, oh I felt it last night. Oh Lord. Oh, so yeah, I was trying to watch uh, Bellator and Invicta at the same time. But yeah, one championship is nothing. Full blast too. There's nothing like violence in the morning with a cup of coffee, people. Uh, Tiake. Tiake, pronouncing that wrong, Naoto, flyweight, kickboxing, uh, I mean, just one with volume through leg kicks, uh, should get a ranking here, so we'll see what happens, we'll see what, uh, defeating uh, Wang Wen Fong, so with the, uh, he, who was uh, fourth ranked, in the uh, flyweight kickboxing division. So we'll see what happens there. You know, it, it these rankings, because even the UFC, even the UFC, like we saw that with Chikagan, where it, it has bumped everyone down instead of switching her out. I can't, listen, whoever, whatever the ranking is, if the person wasn't ranked, they get kicked off the rankings. I don't understand why Jillian Anderson would, uh, General, Jillian Robertson, see juice, you messed me up, man. Uh, Jillian Robertson, I don't understand why every time she got on the rankings and fought someone who wasn't ranked, she got kicked off the rankings. She fought uh, Taya Santos, lost, got kicked off the rankings. Got, or oh, uh, how'd that go? No, it was Miranda, and she got back on somehow, then fought Miranda Maverick and got kicked out. Yeah, and Maverick's now on the rankings. Uh, th that's how it should be. That's how it should have been with you kicking. So what? Oh, you can't kick her off the rankings because, you know, Andrade wasn't in the rankings. You can't kick her off. the. Yes, you can. What is she going to do? 
can keep beating a bunch of lower rank fighters and fight Val. Who cares? I hate to be harsh. Sorry, Jillian, if you are listening to Corsa, I know that's your girl, but it's come on, you know, don't fight rank fighters who are unranked. I don't care what the name is. Anyhow, sorry, I digress. Uh, great fight, Jillian, if you are listening, you know, did you think? And uh, yeah, so uh, first round submission from uh, Yu Chang Mai in the featherweight division. Great victory there. Uh, Amare Sana Sagoku Hoon. Oh, man, what a great performance. Boy, footwork, counter punching, one clearly by unanimous decision. That's what that's how it got to be, folks. If you can't, you have to finish because these judges, I I don't know what to tell you. Everyone's like, well, they need training and all this other. Man, listen, no, because first of all, it's going to be a difference. No, no, get that out of there because I might end up being a judge like you, you with there being such a barrage of MMA uh, and, and just MMA boxing is back and you got jiu-jitsu competitions back like the judging is you're going to have different judges in there sooner or later hopefully not a whole lot of Chris Lee going on around here but um yeah no you have to finish or you it has to be a a beat down you have to outclass your opponent no matter who they are but in this situation I mean Ben uh well Helm just had a terrible plan uh, his lightweight competition in MMA. He had had a terrible plan. He wanted to go in there and try to knock out uh, a karate black belt, which it doesn't make any. Who's judo black belt? I believe that's a terrible plan. You already going to have. He's already going to have problems as a grappler trying to engage with him, which we saw when he clenched up. You know, uh, uh He. You know, he just kind of reversed him, constantly reversed uh, Ben. It was like, dude, you can't, you got to shoot in and score a takedown and try. He's probably going to get back up again, but it's worth a try. But a knockout? Come on, man. You're, you're a grappler. You're not a striker. Now, the headline of the night, Elias uh, Mumondi. Fourth ranked in the flyweight Muay Thai 1FC division, the Sniper. Uh, this was a catchweight battle. Uh, kept his head, uh, kept head hunting the entire time. And I thought that was a mistake instead of uh, checking uh, Mongo Mong Kipechi's leg kicks. And oh, what a, what a good plan. You know, Mong. Goop Pechi Chindi Academy. Excellent plan. Excellent plan. Uh, precision kept dumping Elias on the mat. And this, you see what I'm saying about Muay Thai with the dumping, with the tossing around, with uh, the plum, getting him in a Muay Thai plum. That's why I think that's such. Now, of course, the problem, you know, with a Muay Thai fighter is when they enter into uh, mixed martial arts. You know, even if they have the jujitsu with them, they can get outpaced by a kickboxer or a boxer. So that's the problem with that technique. However, you know, they already have, you see more, again, Jan Bohovic, Ioana Jacek, you see more um, takedown defense. 
because they're used to ta- moving their opponent around with their striking, you know. So that's why I'm so big on it. But yeah, great performance, great performance there. Uh, winner by unanimous decision. Uh, Elias is uh, is now 32 and five with that loss. Great day of fighting there. Now, Invicta FC. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I mean, I thought it was, uh, I'm going I'm to tell you, I, I thought that Jessica uh, uh, Delbelny was a, uh, I thought she had lost her mind. I'm like, you going to get into a tournament? Word? But then when, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, this is a fast track to getting, because I thought she won the fight against Zapatella. She should be the champion right now. And, and I don't think Zapatella would have survived. I don't think she would have did well in that tournament. You know, uh, but man, like, no, I'm getting my damn, we getting this rematch, not running, prove, oh, it went from a crazy, insane plan to just pure genius. It's, well, it's like they say, you know, if it, if it works, it's genius. You know what I mean? The craziest of plans, if it works, it is, it's genius. And it was, I mean, she, wow, I mean, got a, a 10-9 over Watkins. Tough fight. Then Balencia by UD. And man, Van Zant by, and I mean Van Zant. Whoo! Lindsey Van Zant. First of all, let's talk about Jillian DeCorse, one of the coolest fighters on uh, MMA Twitter. Just, I mean, just a fantastic follow. If you're not following her, if you're not following Lionheart, Something's wrong with you. She is fantastic. I mean, I've asked her a ton of questions. I essentially feel like I felt like I interviewed her. Um, now, I had, had my last question that I had asked her was, who was she facing the tournament? Um, she didn't know at the time. And plus, they had two alternates. So I, I can see why they were kind of, they didn't know who they are going to pair up. Um, but, you know, in this tournament, it didn't matter because most of the ladies had already fought each other. So this is a rematch between Van Zant and Dalboni. Of course, he had already faced many of the women who are, were in the tournament. So it didn't matter, you know what I mean. So I, I didn't, I didn't get it at first, but I was like, oh, of course, you know. So yeah, she's cool as hell, and she always does Q and A. She's fantastic. Um, can't praise her enough. A uh, good fight from her. She did what she could, um, and I mean, she looks as far as I'm concerned, she went out on her shield. She just got out, out pointed. That's all. But yeah, Lindsey Van Zant. I mean, who she looked razor sharp. Razor sharp. You know, the pro- I mean, she's going in there against someone who fought for the championship, who was already prepared for grappling because she had prepared for it with Zavatella and who was getting her striking on the entire time. Basically herself. <laughs> basically, basically someone who's similar to her own. But she looked, uh, Van Zandt looked razor sharp. Part of the reason why you need to add and weight division everywhere so that Van Zandt can test her skills elsewhere but great victory there now ufc vegas 28 i am depressed i am down you know why because antonina shevchenko lost again and so did wall harris lord hammer that only did they lose they got finished damn it damn it damn it oh lord (laughs) no but seriously you know um yeah I, i mean what i said i meant what i said 
I nominate myself as tribute along with Sam and Juice. We're going to get in there and we're going to take these three L's. Going, or it's going, well, not three L's. <laughs> the three of us are going to take an L, going to go in there and get knocked out by Walt Harris so he can get back into the win column. You know, I think Sam started it. Oh, no, Juice started it. Sam did his own post. Yeah, I'm with him. We get in there. I can use a good night's sleep. Get in there. It'd be as fast. It'd be Walt Harris as fast as KO. You know, get for get under Jorge's five seconds. You know, we could do three seconds. I just run right up to him. You know, bam. You know, get some change. Get me some change. Spend a little bit. You know, get. Hopefully, I can get like. You know, we can all like get maybe ten grand. Maybe UFC. Maybe Dana White. Ten. Can we get up to ten? That's too much. Okay. Because I was gonna say ten, I can spend a little bit of change in Vegas and then get home. <laughs> And had some chains left over, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Walt Harris now on a losing streak. Oh, that sucks. My scene, uh, Tabor is ranked uh, at 11th in the heavyweight division. We'll see what happens there. Great victories for the ladies came through and shine. And it was the flyweight division that constantly gets criticized. The ladies came through. Ha! Ah, they came through. Manon, I, I don't know why, you know, like I said, you know, some folks had Tabitha. I didn't understand it. Huge size difference. Tabitha is, is a small straw weight. You talk about someone who would probably be best off as an atom weight. Uh, it's, it's Ricci. And, I mean, grappling against, I mean, Manon is pretty well-rounded. Uh, she's she's called the beast for a reason. Uh, so she's, I definitely got to have my eye on her as a prospect. Uh, Montana De La Rosa, it doesn't matter who you're in there with. It's not that. The queen of violence is bad. It's my talent. De La Rosa just stepped up. She did exactly what Carlos Sparks did, and, and she leaned to her strength. She lead, led to her strength. You know, she, you know what I mean. Sometimes when you, you go to your strength, just improve what you're good at. Sometimes you're not just simply in a division where you're just not going to be great as far as doing another technique. You know, in the case of Montana De La Rosa, there's no way, as we saw, I mean, Ariane Lipsky started getting comfortable up in there with her striking. I mean, she, I mean, I saw the shoulders starting to, you know what I mean, moving. She's getting real happy up in there. And, and you can't, you got to put that, put a stop to that. You can't have, she's called the queen of violence for a reason. You can't let her get happy in, in, in the striking department. She gets happy in that strike. That means she done figured you out. And the barrage is going to come sooner or later. So ground game is key. Not sure why the disciple of Chris Cyborg and Amanda Nunes can't get her ground game together. I don't understand it. Bloody hell. <laughs> what in the world? You know, Walt Harris, he just doesn't have the gas tank. As I said, it, I thought it was going to get out of the first round and he would lose. And it, it, was, getting, it was getting further into the first. It was getting late in the first round. You know, he, he just doesn't have the gas tank. You know, a lot of people say gets grappling together. You need a gas tank for grappling, people. You can't just show up all of a sudden. Learn from Claudia Gadelia. She's a perfect example. Suspect. As soon as the third round hits, she's done. Grappling is over. All right. Yeah, you can't. You got to have the gas tank for all that. You got to have the gas tank for all that. Like, nah, you, you're not going to. 
stop. You, you, you know, and, and he doesn't have a gas tank. That's why you, and even Ngannou, that was the thought process before. They, that was why his performance was so impressive against Stipe because he it got out of the first round and he still was good. He was doing cardio management. It's like, yeah, if you don't do no cardio management, you, and even with that, it may not be enough. But yeah, poor Wal Harris. Man, that sucks. It truly does. Oh, and speaking of Sakaya, <laughs> what I tell you? What I tell you? <laughs> Terrible plan. Ter- God awful plan. God awful. Oh my dude. <laughs> he gonna he gonna try Muay Thai like what I just say. Muay Thai it is good and he's Muay Thai in jujitsu. That's a good base. However, you don't go in there against a kickboxing world champion and try that mess on them. That's not gonna work, fam. It's not gonna work. I said good formula. I didn't say it was the best formula. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no. <laughs> no. In other words, if you're already a striker, add in the jujitsu. Don't try to wrestle because that's something, you know, these wrestlers that are in the, especially in the UFC, first of all, across the board, are, they've been doing it a long time. They're good at it. They have a talent for it. You can't just learn something all of a sudden. You, do you have a talent for it first? Okay, that's, that's number one. I don't care what it is. But it's hard to be completely well-rounded because it's like you you talented at a little bit everything, you know. Um, but yeah, terrible plan, terrible plan. He lost. Told you, terrible plan. Uh, not a great fight between Roman and uh, Lorenzo. Not a good fight at all. You know, middleweight fight. Not good at all. Fight of the night and possibly on the list for fight of the year Santiago Ponsonibio versus Miguel Bieza. yes 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 it was pretty much what we thought it was going to be I thought Santiago would be a little bit better off from the door from the start but hey two two cash banging both black belts and jiu-jitsu like now nah, we're going to keep this standing and wow, what a great fight. Uh, congrats to Gregor Rodriguez. They was uh, He said he was supposed to fight Dusku uh, a long time ago at middleweight. Great victory for him there. And great victory for Montana Del Rosa, who ended up ranked. She's at number 15. Apparently, looks like they kicked Antonina Shachenko out. Iliar Latifi. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I know. I said Tanner Bowles, I was going to do Tanner Bowles of things. He didn't. And, and you can't leave it up to the judges, man. You deal with the significant choice. Like, shut up, man. I hate to be harsh. Look, Jillian, I'm not, I don't try to be, if you listen, I don't try to be harsh all the time like this. It's just that that irks me. Don't leave it up to the judges. It's just that simple. Finish the fight. It doesn't matter who it is. Finish the fight. You have multiple ways of doing it. Fans to fight. Francisco Tronado, what the hell, man? He, because, you know, I always talk about, I just got finished r- rambling on about uh, age. He is he is shutting me up. I mean, he lost, but, man, what a, a, a great performance, though, against a real tough uh, fighter in uh, Muslim, Salikov. Uh, I mean, just a great performance, man. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, he's going to gas on later. Man, he was still going. I'm like, this dude really had to fight. Muslim really had to fight to get that victory. I was like, oh, my goodness. Great uh, uh, fight there. At Walt Waite, Muslim maintains his ranked position. 
Camila Kirk versus Maquan Americani. Not very eventful fight there, but like I said, I told you I didn't favor, I didn't favor uh, Maquan in that matchup. Now you see why. Alan Patrick versus Mason Jones. Uh, ruled a non -cont no contest with the uh, accidental eye poke. And um, talked about the ladies who came through and finished so everyone can stop bad-mouthing women's flyweights. Sean Woodson versus Yusef Salal. Yeah, didn't, you know, I'm a fan of Yusef Salal. Didn't favor him in that, in that matchup there. And, of course, starting out was Claudio uh, Puez versus Jordan Levitt. Um, I was, man, shocked. Shocked. You want to talk about if there was going to be a lock, it was Jordan. And, man, he wasn't, though. Not for me. But, um, you know, my lock really was Manon. You know, I don't think I said that on a podcast. If I didn't, I apologize. I don't think I said that. But, yeah, Manon. Um, that's what I'm saying. You can't keep looking at the main all the time when you're betting. You can't keep doing it. You got to see who who simply will just destroy the other fighter. It doesn't matter. Prelims, I don't care where it's at. Bellator, uh, one, you know, it doesn't matter. Who will destroy? You can't sit up there and worry about names all the time. Or a star or because you want to be cool. Yeah, I talked about the star. So who cares? Did you make any money off of it? Probably not. Okay, but yeah, I was shocked. That was, hoo, 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 look, man. Glad, uh, glad I was broke. <laughs> Couldn't do anything, you know, could put no change on nothing. Boy, glad I avoided that like the play. But yeah, UFC, is uh, no, it, it, people who say that, you know, oh, you hardcore, y'all try to like every card. No, 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 no. Nope. Wrong. Wasn't that great. It's just the casuals always come on to the timeline, complain, and say, this fight on paper, this fight card on paper. And it usually turns out the opposite. Not this time, though. Not this time. So over at Bellator 260, a uh, great seeing Nick Newell. I mean, he's just uh, just a great uh, inspiration. Good to see him back after a long layoff, but unfortunately he got his second uh, split decision loss. I'm not going to go over the entire card, just going to highlight a few things. Uh, Justin Gonzalez, remember he's from LFA, a uh, former champion over there, um, winning by split decision now, improves to 12-0. But the thing I wanted to uh, just point out, some of these matchups, particularly for the prelims, because, you know, with the ladies, Amanda Bell, Suffer her loss. Boy, what an excellent performance from Maria uh, Makochina. Makochina. There we go. Uh, man, Sambo specialist, submission, six-time uh, world champion. Excellent performance. Never depended heavily on her Sambo. Footwork, calf kicks. You see what I'm talking about? You see what I'm talking about? Mix it up. It's mixed martial arts. You need more than one thing, people. And you need to get your striking together. She got her strike. Man, that was, oh, that was a good performance. Oh, that was a good performance. Very important fight because what are you going to do with these rankings? Because she's not ranked. She went up against a ranked fighter. We had saw a lot of that over at Bellator. This is a very important card that I'm going to highlight I'm going to wrap this up for now, but I'm going to highlight this card even more because there was a lot of ranked uh, fighters uh, 
well, you know, we had some ranked fighters who maintained their rankings and some that lost to fighters who weren't ranked. I'm going to pay close attention to this. And this is in the featherweight division. I'm going to pay close attention to this because this is a new name in that division. Will she enter into that spot or will Bellator just pull some, some Willie Bobo again? So, no, this is important. I'm going to highlight Bellator 260 again. I'm going to see what happens with this rankings. I'm going to discuss it again because this, this is ridiculous right here, what they're doing. Bad enough, the rankings aren't all that great, but to sit up there and then <laughs> they beat the ranked fighter. They don't replace them in the rank. It's, oh, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> I'm in this here. Whew, this is a big one. A lot of things, a lot of stuff to cover. If you stayed and listened the entire time, which I know Catfish, you listen the whole, whole entire time. If you did, if and someone other than Catfish listened to the whole entire, this long one, you know, I always try to keep it short, but I had to throw this in. I mean, Victor, baby, had to throw this in. If you stayed the entire time, thank you very much. Always a pleasure to do this. Uh, you guys take care. Stay safe. Stay vigilant.